You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the March edition of the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn, taking a look at front page news from the Crestone Eagle. Baca Fire Mitigation, Seeking a Balanced Approach. This was written by David Bright. The hard work has begun to reduce wildfire risk in the Baca while preserving the values that drew so many of us to live here. Friends of the Baca Greenbelts, FBG, recently was formed to balance fire mitigation with recreational and ecological concerns. The group, which now has more than 60 members, joined forces earlier this year with the Crestone Baca Land Trust, CBLT, a 501c3 nonprofit organization formed in 2001 to protect open space and associated values in northeastern San Luis Valley. The current CBLT president, Cleve Stewart is a retired fisheries biologist with extensive experience restoring and protecting wetlands, streams, and riparian areas. He has been leading the effort to infuse science and community values into the wildfire mitigation process. Also, the Baca Ground Property Owners Association Board of Directors is taking an active role in promoting this effort, and several community members have already volunteered to help in the efforts. 70% of the people who completed a recent POA survey use the trails and parks far more than use any other amenity in the Baca. Despite the high level of interest, the road ahead will be challenging. As other communities have demonstrated, it will take cooperation, public discourse, and a lot of hard work to protect the Baca from the threat of devastating wildfires, but it can be done. Drawing from FBG and CBLT membership, several people are planning to apply to the POA board to serve on the POA FireWise Committee, which was temporarily suspended shortly before the COVID outbreak. Together with the Baca Grand Community Wildfire Protection Plan, the FireWise Committee will be key to protecting the interests of local residents and enabling their participation in the fire mitigation effort. The FireWise Committee is intended to reflect the diverse opinions of Baca residents with regard to wildfire mitigation as it affects public safety, quality of life, and the health of our natural environment. The committee also serves as a source of information and guidance to all parties, including local property owners, the POA, and the fire mitigation team that it is that is in the process of selectively removing live and dead vegetation on the Baca's greenbelts in order to reduce the risk of wildfire. The overarching goal of the FBG and CBLT is to promote a balanced approach to fire mitigation conducted in common areas and on privately owned land. By balanced approach, we mean a fire mitigation effort that protects the unique and highly desirable ecological, recreational, and aesthetic qualities of the Baca. Adam Moore, the Colorado State Forest Supervisor who oversees implementation of fire mitigation activities in the Baca, says that less mitigation would be needed and fewer adverse impacts would occur in the greenbelts if more people would mitigate around their homes. This does not mean cutting down all the trees on one's property, but instead prioritizing the removal of brush and large trees within 30 feet of building structures. But any mitigation is helpful, Adam says. His position is echoed in an article in last month's issue of High Country News titled, Does Thinning Work for Wildfire Prevention? 
The article emphasizes the importance of property owners taking steps to lower the risk of wildfire in wildland-urban interfaces, like Crestona and the Baca. Fuels reduction can help save forests, but saving towns means using fire-savvy construction, ignition-resistant building materials, ember-trapping ventilation systems, and defensible space around structures, it said. The FireWise Committee will assist the POA Environmental and Architectural Committee in its efforts to promote awareness and adherence to FireWise guidelines among BACA property owners. The FireWise Committee, assisted by FBG and CBLT volunteers, will help educate and encourage local residents to take appropriate steps to protect their homes and property. Communication with the POA concerning wildfire preparedness and mitigation is improving, though it remains a challenging process. Manager Jay Walter recently arranged for FBG and CBLT representatives to meet with Fire Chief Jim Vanderpool to examine aerial photos and discuss fire mitigation strategies for the Spanish Creek Greenbelt, where fire mitigation treatment has recently commenced. Opinions vary widely on mitigation that has been completed, for example in the Willow Creek Greenbelt to the west of Camino Baca Gran. The fire department believes an effective job of mitigation was done there. Most hikers, however, would have preferred that mitigation crews had not removed so many trees and limbs in the immediate vicinity of hiking trails. They complain of the unwilding of the Willow Creek Greenbelt and the lasting damage to the forest floor caused by mitigation vehicles. To avoid similar impacts in other greenbelts, FBB has asked fire mitigation teams to not remove vegetation or disturb land within 50 feet on either side of existing trails. Several people have pointed out that the fire mitigation crew cut too close to Willow Creek. The best available science calls for leaving large woody debris in Baca streams to promote the alternating pool and riffle habitat preferred by resident Rio Grande cutthroat trout. The trees and brush that grow next to smaller streams like Willow, Spanish, and Cottonwood Creeks are needed to maintain the type and quality of riparian and in-stream habitat necessary to sustain diverse and healthy fish and wildlife populations. Ecologist Cleve Stewart suggests that 35 to 50 feet variable width buffers on either side of the Bacchus streams would achieve these goals. A 50-foot wide strip on both sides of a stream is the minimum recommended by the Colorado State Forest Service to protect this valuable aquatic ecosystem. Representatives of various spiritual centers in the Baca say that mitigation will change the energy of the area's natural setting, noting that so many centers are located here because of the special energy that contributes to spiritual practice. Willow Creek, they say, doesn't feel the same as it did before it was mitigated and doesn't lift one's spirits up when hiked the way it did before it was mitigated. The FBG and the CBLT hope to safeguard spiritual, recreational, and ecological values that make our community unique while at the same time working with the fire mitigation team and local residents to reduce the risk of wildfire and promote the safety of Baca residents. These groups encourage you to participate in the ongoing good faith effort to find a balance that meets everyone's needs. David Bright, the author of this article, is the spokesperson for Friends of Baca Greenbelt, a local group of residents who frequent the Baca's open spaces and want to protect them for current and future generations. 
And a side note, if you are interested in having an experienced fire mitigation expert evaluate and recommend specific actions that can be taken to reduce the risk of wildfire on your property, you can contact Daniel Johnson at 719-480-9764. And speaking of trees, we have this article by Greg Goodlin, Rio Grande National Forest Headquarters Closes Doors. February 3, 2023. After nearly half a century in its office west of Monte Vista, the Rio Grande National Forest closed the doors there for the last time and will be moving to Del Norte later this month. This is a bittersweet departure, said Dan Dallas, who has been the Rio Grande National Forest supervisor since 2007. While the moving of our headquarters may seem like the end of an era, the forest remains committed to the community of Monte Vista. We'll still be here, involved in community events, and will engage the community on larger national forest issues. On October 2017, the Del Norte School District initially offered to donate its old high school building to the RGNF. That opportunity became reality in September 2020 when the title was transferred to the Forest Service. Major renovations were completed and the forest accepted the building from the contractor in late January. Finishing touches will continue into the year as weather and supplies permit. All public services provided by the RGNF, including firewood permits, transplant, and map sales, will only be available at our Ranger District offices located in Swatch, Del Norte, and La Jara. A dedication ceremony and open house are being planned for later this spring. For information on the Rio Grande National Forest, call 719-850-2374 or visit the forest website or follow us on our Facebook page or Twitter. And now turning to Swatch County News, written by Sandia Belgrade. Colorado Building Code. Building codes have existed since the Code of Hammurabi, dating back to 1772 BCE, but Sawatch County has never had one. Colorado has been a home rule state, meaning that codes were adopted first at the local level. That is about to change. House Bill 22-1362, signed by Governor Jared Polis, is part of a package of legislation intended to transition Colorado away from fossil fuels. It includes a model building code, the International Building Code, IBC, which is used in most developed countries and many jurisdictions in the United States. The Colorado Building Code now is required for all local jurisdictions, including counties and municipalities. Land Use Administrator Amber Wilson explained that the county can comply by choosing an option that must be enacted before July and will allow the county until 2026 to comply. The new code does not apply to existing buildings. County Nuisance Ordinance Final wording of the proposed nuisance ordinance has been elusive, as the commissioners seek a balance between community input and legal requirements. The definition of blight is being narrowed to focus on excessive garbage, trash, piles of junk, and waste matter that impact the health and safety of community residents. Wilson says the county is willing to work with anyone attempting to come into compliance, although no concrete help has been offered as yet. Commissioner Liza Marone, who has been emphasizing a non-punitive approach, brought in research citing that disadvantaged areas of a community often lack the resources and tools to comply with such an ordinance. She suggested employing a Neighbors Helping Neighbors approach to achieving compliance. Commissioner Tom McCracken mentioned that the use of a dump truck or free trash day could be helpful as well.
During a public hearing on the proposed ordinance, those who spoke out were concerned about their rights and wanted a clear definition of blight and whether or not it would affect them if they had building supplies on their property or were fixing their cars, for example. McCracken responded that the ordinance would target health or safety hazards such as sewage or abandoned mobile homes. Public Health Director Mona Lovato agreed. Piles of tires, abandoned inoperable vehicles, and accumulation of trash negatively affect property values as well. Residents who have conditional use permits and are working on their homes need not worry about building materials on their property, nor do those who are fixing a registered automobile. The San Luis Valley Housing Coalition, based in Alamosa, addresses increasing housing needs in the valley through down payment assistance and home rehabilitation programs. Perhaps Sawatch County's grant writer could research potential funding sources to provide assistance. PILT Payments in lieu of taxes, P-I-L-T, PILT are federal payments to local governments to offset loss of tax revenues due to the existence of non-taxable federal lands within their boundaries. The county has received $1.9 million in PILT funds and expects another equal amount this year. Allocation of those funds has been delayed because there are considerable differences of opinion on how that money should be dispersed. Council of Governments over the years, various groups have attempted to export water from the valley to the Front Range or elsewhere. To address future such proposals, the Council of Governments, COG, representing each of the six counties in the valley, is drafting an intergovernmental agreement. Through joint planning and the adoption of appropriate 1041 regulations as they pertain to water development projects, the COG hopes to legally block any future water exportation plan. Peggy Godfrey, Sawatch County's representative to the Rio Grande Conservation District, noted that each county would have to notify neighboring counties of any water plan that could possibly affect the others or the unconfined aquifer in the North Valley. Emergency Management Director Robert Wools recently was elected chairperson of the San Luis Valley Regional Emergency Coordination Committee. Through an emergency performance grant, quarter four report, he successfully met the county's 50% matching funds requirement. Department efforts include crisis management for school-based incidents and a hazard mitigation plan, community risk reduction, hosted by the Colorado Division of Fire Prevention and Control. At its annual conference, the Colorado Emergency Management Association recognized Deputy Director David Fries, who was nominated as SLV Emergency Manager of the Year. Library District Director Sarah Cohen Frey presented the annual report of the Northern Sawatch County Library District. Libraries in both Sawatch and Crestone allow people to check out materials online. The district pays $15,000 for online service. With creative new programming, 235 events were held and 1,300 people used the libraries. The district's new website has a calendar of events which includes authors presenting their books. Thanks to a recent sales tax grant, a podcast was launched featuring how people discovered Sawatch County. The district is continuing research on possible outreach to outlying areas with a bookmobile. A long-term goal is still to have a site in the town of Crestone. In addition to offering free food on Fridays, the Baca Library is hosting a food drive until a new site is found for the Crestone Food Bank. CSU Extension Agent 
Barbara Macias was hired to facilitate various learning programs countywide and to assist people with economic and community development, leadership, family, agricultural, and environmental issues. She is employed by the university with supplemental funding from county sales tax grants and additional county funding. Fire Ambulance District Center is seeking $8,500 for a part-time administrator to monitor accountability with ambulance runs and costs, to address recruitment needs and adherence to protocol, all with the aim of improving patient care. And now turning to POA news, POA seeks new ideas for future meeting topics. This is written by John Rowe. In an effort to expand its community involvement in the ways that reach beyond beyond policy that protects and enhances membership property values, the POA held a town hall type meeting for its membership on February 8th. About 15 property owners attended and offered feedback. A variety of topics were suggested, ranging from requests for more transparency, particularly in POA finances and legal expenditures, to holding fundraising events for various community needs, to a rewriting of environmental and architecture committee guidelines. Also requested was an updated vision and mission statement from the POA to be determined by members in these public meetings. More informational exchange meetings will be scheduled shortly, and all property owners are encouraged to attend. And now turning to this public notice, attention graduating high school seniors. The Sawatch County Board of County Commissioners are accepting scholarship applications for graduating seniors who will be graduating high school in 2023. Commissioners will be awarding graduating seniors college scholarships that will be paid through the marijuana excise tax funds. Scholarships may be used at a trade school, college or university, but you must reside in Sawatch County to apply and possibly receive scholarship funds. Applications are due by April 14, 2023 and are available through our website at www.sawatchcounty.colorado.gov to download the application or by contacting Wendy Mays at 719-655-2231 or by email at W-M-A-E-Z at SawatchCounty-CO.gov. And we have this news from Crystal Wade. Reimagine Self Village Nature 34th Annual Crestone Energy Fair. Planning for the 34th Annual Crestone Energy Fair is in full swing. Our 2023 theme is Reimagine Self Village Nature and will be held September 16th and 17th. The impact of this event is imagining their rights to health, freedom, housing, equity, food sovereignty, and protecting the rights of nature. We strive to empower natural builders, gardeners, off-grid homesteaders, and the overall DIY do-it-yourself lifestyle in the San Luis Valley. The event will feature presentations, workshops, building, and energy technology demonstrations, music, and entertainment. As always, Local and regional art and craft vendors, a food court, community kitchen, and Rainbow Lighting Youth Village will support a family-friendly weekend. Home tours of natural building, resource-efficient, and off-grid homes will be offered each day. We have worked hard to develop a strong organizational system and have a dynamic group of volunteers and contractors working with us to create this year's event. Currently, we need help in several positions. Volunteer coordinator, producer assistant, green room, green team, 
director assistant, and fundraising. We are looking for individuals, businesses, and organizations that align with our mission to join our team. Applications for presenters, music and entertainment, demonstrations and vendors are now open. Applications are due May 1st and will be decided by June 1st. Art, craft, and wellness village vendors do not have a deadline, but we have a limited number of booth spaces, so these spots are open until filled. We are seeking those who fit the Energy Fair's mission and criteria of living and building artfully. Decisions are determined by committee with consideration to limited booth space and having a variety of vendor types. Our 2022 event was very successful. With a growing community, let's do it again for 2023. See you there. For volunteer descriptions, information, and application forms, please see our website, CrestoneEnergyFair.org, or email us at CrestoneEnergyFair at gmail.com. Now turning to happenings, Crestone Seed Exchange is March 25th. The next seed exchange for Crestone will be on Saturday, March 25th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Free Food Fridays every Friday at the Baca Grand and Swatch Public Library from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. On Friday, March 17th at 7 p.m., we have Nashville artist Gretchen Peters, performing live at Society Hall in Alamosa. She will be accompanied by keyboardist Barry Walsh. Tickets are $20 in advance or $25 at the door and are available at the Green Spot at 711 State Avenue in Alamosa or online at societyhall.org. On Saturday, March 25th at 10 a.m., Self-Care Holistic Fair and Arts Activities Fair at First UMC 2005 Mullins Avenue in Alamosa, a family-friendly event showcasing alternative healing services such as energy healers, reflexologists, mediums, sound healers, and much more. There will be a variety of vendors and a local artist, guest speakers, improv comedy, and more. It's free entry for ages 12 and under. Tickets are limited. Check the website selfcareartsfairalamosa.eventbrite.com. Also, Saturday, March 25th, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., Co-op 101, a free workshop on cooperatives hosted by the SLV Food Coalition and the Rio Grande Farm Park at Sky High Events Center or Events Complex in Monte Vista. This will be a free course and discussion on how to create partnerships to solve problems and create business opportunities. Breakfast is provided. And in the community calendar, Wednesday, March 15th, BGWSD March 15, 2023, board meeting at 9 a.m. via Zoom. Check the website, bakawater.org. Wednesday, March 22nd through the 30th, Spring Navratri, Divine Mother Festival, Hadakanda Universal Ashram, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. daily for nine days. Their website, babajashram.org. And on Sunday, March 26th, Sufri Dukar, all welcome to participate with us at the Golden Light Sufi Circle in person or over Zoom. Please email hamidanur303 at gmail.com or call 719-588-8602 from 3 to 5 p.m. And on March 20th, this is from Skies Over Crestone by Kim Malville, Equinox. On March 20th, when the sun crosses the celestial equator at 3.24 p.m., moving from south to north, this is the start of spring in the northern hemisphere and the opposite in the south. And we have this note from the Crestone Eagle. 
Join the Eagle Team. Get involved and make a difference with your nonprofit community newspaper. Board of Directors, Editorial, Sales, and Community Outreach positions are available full or part-time. Send inquiries to CrestoneEagleCM at gmail.com. Join the team. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us for the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.